Welcome to episode 23, our Michael Jordan episode of Play Your Yards Right. As always, I am Sasha, but unfortunately this week we are without our fearless leader and co-host, Sarah. She decided to take her bye week along with the Cowboys. She is uh, busy in Western New York getting some real-life stuff figured out outside of sports, but she will be back next week. It's a big promise. We can't have a Cowboys week without her. So thank God, luckily, we have our wonderful... Uh, wonderful co-co-host Mike Blazel stepping into the fray and uh, coming off of a huge Bills win, <laughs> right? I think uh, that may have been a different week, uh, uh, but thankfully he is here, so we are not alone, and we do have another surprise for you a little bit later to break down that game. But before we jump into the wonderful week of football that had just happened, and possibly into the week upcoming with some of these hopefully fingers crossed winning bets. We got to touch on Premier League. Nobody cares except for me. Sasha, wait, I've got some huge stats for you from okay. soccer. Let's hear about it. I don't. I'm just okay. kidding. It's all, all you. Right. All right. Tottenham Take Fulham, away. a big 2-0 win against Fulham. We're back at the, the, the top of the table. Uh, and then we do have a short week coming up this week. So, you know, another little test away at Crystal Palace on Friday. We could be five points up going into the weekend, which is outrageously great. Uh, it seemed like a game that old Spurs would lose, but they managed to pull it out, which I thought was tremendous. Sonny and Madison are just electric. Both scored a goal. Uh, but again, short week, so hopefully we'll keep up the good form. Uh, need 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 all the good luck in the world. Everybody needs to start watching. If you want a team to watch right now, Tottenham is the team. They're electric. They're great. We have this Australian coach named Big Ange. Who anybody anybody who sees him, you got to fall in love with the guy. Um, did that you don't you, fuck, you don't fuck with Big Ange. Yeah, you don't. Nobody fucks with Big Ange. Crystal Palace. Uh, that was a big drink in uh, yeah. high school. That was a, that was classic bottle of vodka. Yeah, that was when it was all you could get. And it would put you in a home. Yeah, yeah. it was bad. <laughs> all right, after Premier League, the World Series, Diamondbacks and Rangers. Ooh. Big question. Uh, who cares? Not me. I don't think many, but it, to me, it basically seemed that the world was kind of rooting for the Phillies. The the banks seemed electric. People seemed like they were having a lot of fun, and I think everybody was rooting against the Astros. So it did. It it looked like a fun, like that environment seemed like old school baseball environment yeah. at the Phillies game. Yeah, and I was rooting for them because I like Schwarber. I think he's really fun to watch. Harper is like the kind of baseball player like they need ten more of those guys. Yeah, all over the league. Um, I don't think there's anybody that doesn't care about Bryce Harper. You either yeah, love him or you yeah. hate him. He's just he's polarized. You have to have an opinion on Bryce Harper, and I mean he's awesome and he's clutch. And a lot of times in baseball, well, but you see what happened in those last two games. Like yeah. they went one for twenty eight or whatever, and it, it, I I appreciate it. Like I grew up in the Derek Jeter Yankees, where mm -hmm. it's like you know he comes up to the plate, he makes something happen. That's what I thought was going to happen with the Phillies. Uh, and honestly, since Jeter retired, I've kind of lost a little traction with baseball. So I knew a lot of the guys on the Phillies. So I was kind of rooting for <laughs> names that I knew. Yeah. As for the Diamondbacks, we've got uh, Evan Longoria. Yep. Who I thought was like still awesome. And then I'm like, oh, he's batting eighth. Oh, okay. Oh, All right. Oh, Readjusting. Oh, Who are these people? All oh, right. He's 57. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So he, 15 years for him between uh, uh, World Series. Is it? That's crazy. Yeah. That's, I don't know if that's like the longest gap, but it's got to be one of the, it was one of the things they were talking about. I like and that. the Rangers, what do they got? Scherzer? Sure. And DeGrom. So and, this is and, basically uh, a win for the Mets. Is he back yet? Did <laughs> they sew his arm back on? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I do have. I, in the spirit of the Major League Baseball World Series, I have a fun fact from a Texas player that I want to know. Sasha's really knowledgeable about baseball. Yeah. Uh, so this is an easy one. Uh, if you guys know at home, shout it out in your cars. As a youth, uh, this Texas Major Leaguer, he broke his arm after he fell off a horse, and that injury forced him to become left-handed. Uh, 
If I had to guess, would that be Tris Speaker? That is, in fact, Tris Speaker. <laughs> oh, Good guess, Sasha. Look at me. Uh, Sasha and I have been having, uh, we're hijacking this point of the podcast to talk about Immaculate Grid. <laughs> I don't know if anybody plays it at home. If you don't download it, it's the best yeah. for sports fans. It keeps your brain fresh. Uh, but the idea is basically, go ahead, explain how the game works. You're yeah. the master. So it's basically the idea of an immaculate inning in baseball where it's nine pitches, nine strikes, three outs, you know, nothing, you know, no, no wasted uh, energy, no wasted, nothing, mm. three pitch, three, uh, you know, nine straight pitches, nine strikes out of the inning. So basically they took that concept and they have a grid, a three by three grid. And along the X and Y axis, there are three different variables, whether it's a team name, a statistic, mm. Uh, and you need to fill out each uh, corner of the grid or each piece. Give of us the an grid. example. So one would be like somebody who played for the Yankees and somebody who played for the Orioles or somebody who played batted 300 and is in the Hall of Fame or somebody who. Oh, I know. Alex Rodriguez. That, that, See, and that would be a correct answer. That would be a correct answer. So, so the, the moral of this story is your host of this podcast is a cheater and a liar. Could never. I have too much respect for the game. You're I'm, a liar. I'm an upstanding citizen. <laughs> And I understand your feelings are hurt, and it sounds like you should move down to Texas with all this beef you've got. Yeah. So, <laughs> for everybody who doesn't know, which is every single person yeah. in the world who is not born in the 1800s, Tris Speaker is a Major League Baseball Hall of Famer, mm -hmm. which I've done a lot of reading on. He yep. died in 1958. So, that was in the peak of Sasha's baseball years. <laughs> that was when I started watching baseball. Hey, shout out Aaron Tassoff. Thank you for the old baseball knowledge. We appreciate you. Yeah. And I will not take this slander against the Kassoff name. Long story short, for this cheater and liar, we are very competitive about this. And <laughs> Sasha's very good. Uh, his younger mind has, has held on to names of players that I don't. Yeah. The last square that I couldn't get was a player that played for the Minnesota Twins and the Cleveland Indians. Now, I'll pause for everybody at home to think about all the names that come racing to your mind. Blank. Sasha hit me with Tris Speaker, mm -hmm. who 0.01% of everybody in the world guessed for that. Yep. And I'm calling him a liar. You should be lucky that you're friends with somebody who's so smart. But continue to send you. Uh, listen, if I was cheating, I'd be a lot better at this game. Very rarely. You're very good at this game. Very, just as good as you. We're both good. Listen, we're, it's, you should be thankful that you're friends with somebody who's so incredibly knowledgeable in old school baseball and that at least we have something to care about when nobody cares I'm just about saying if story. Sasha's message is any of you looking for money or something just remember <laughs> he's a thief and he's a liar just just keep that in mind keep all right that in mind. well that's it that's my rant I'm done God God bless Tris <laughs> speaker 3,500 hits everybody yep one look at that 3,000 hit club that's yeah, a big guy that's it Great name, Tris. Probably, uh, never mind. I'm, I'm going to have to cut what I was just going to say. I'm going to name, name my first son, Tris. Yeah, okay. Uh, speaking of another thing that has an immaculate grid that we also do, the NBA is back, which I am super pumped about. We're going to have, it's hard, always hard. This is the best time of year with the sports equinox. Yeah, we're every, in it. Everything's going on at once. Baseball playoffs, again, I wish I cared a little bit more about the games that were going on, but NBA, NFL is in its peak. Hockey, it's like I like to get, I like to watch hockey when it's on, but like yeah, it's not, fun. Yeah, I'm I'm not against it, but that Connor Bedard's sick. Yeah, on the block. he's it, he's had some plays where even I'm not a big hockey fan, and he looks like he's going to be an all time. It's also hilarious that he just looks twelve. Yeah, I mean, he looks like a child. So he's, he's making the the other people look like they don't know how to skate. Yeah, so. and there's not like there's not another sport in the world where somebody who looks like Connor Bedard, and then also there's just like random fifty year olds that are still playing. right. Right, Yamir Yager actually yeah. had a goal last night. <laughs> I think Bobby Orr is still on the still on the Bruins. 
Uh, but yeah, it just seems like the only sport where there's like a 17 year old and a 55 year old that are still at the uh, the peak of their yeah. game. So it, that's and it fun. seems very explosive on the joints. I don't really yeah. understand how those guys are doing. It's all the beers they drink Crazy. in the locker room. Yeah, <laughs> they're all just having a good time. But NBA's here. Knicks were back. Ended up losing to the Celtics. But great game at MSG. I'm pumped. Uh, Zinger I, Zinger got his uh, I hate, redemption game. Hate Porzingis now. His stupid, you guys. His stupid beard. He was playing amazing, but um, don't worry. His ACL will be torn by the midseason tournament. So. And listen, lock in NBA fans because they're going to care for about 10 days and then they're going to go into like hibernation yep. for three or four months where nobody's going to care and then they'll get into the playoff run. It is really, I watched the first two weeks of the NBA and then like I really picked my spots. Because every year these guys get less and less into it. The NBA playoffs and the finals are sick. And like when these guys care about certain games where, you know, where there's rivalries or where there's there's a certain reason a coach, a former coach, things that they get up for. Yeah. But I mean, this is if you're into the NBA, this is a time where you should be locking in because there really is like, I mean, James Harden already quit. We haven't even started. So <laughs> it's true. It's it's only going to get worse in that aspect. Do you really understand this midseason tournament thing? No, no idea. I don't, I, it's funny. Uh, Bill Simmons, another yeah. famous podcaster had always been promoting doing it. And then they put it together and he's like, this is so stupid. Uh, it doesn't really, I don't understand. What are they? $500,000 to their charity. Is that how it goes? Something like that. And I don't, yeah, I don't know. Is, I don't know if it's going to be something that gets them that excited. I don't think so. Make it. I, who knows? But that also is a very Bill Simmons thing to do. I like at least the part of my take guys will make a joke and then they're like, well, fuck that. That's stupid. And they acknowledge how stupid it is. Yeah. Bill Simmons is just like, well, this is dumb now. We're like, yeah, he, 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 owned it, he owned it and shouted at the NBA to do it. And then the NBA yeah. did it. And he's like, what is this? Yeah. <laughs> I don't really understand it. I don't think they're going to get up for it. I think it'll be like, and, and apparently you, you'll be able to bet on, I mean, you can bet on everything. And yeah. I would say like, Look for young guys who haven't uh, proven any, like the Thunder, the Indiana Pacers, teams like that that are that are young and are going to have all their guys playing. Because I think teams like the Lakers, teams like the Warriors, if it's not going to make a major dent in the standings, I don't understand like Why? how these guys are going to get up and risk injury for it. Yeah, I agree. But they put the All Star game back to the original format too. Did you see that? Oh no, that's good. No more draft. Okay. East versus West. Good. No more uh, fourth quarter. Un, what it said like unlimited or to a yeah, set amount of nonsense. points so they've gone back to completely traditional nba and i saw a really funny tweet that was like everybody's so pumped that they're going back and they don't remember that the reason why we did they all this was because the all-star game sucked in the first place yeah but let's hope that that uh does a little better because the last couple of years aside from the draft which also got i think way played out yes like they made it they almost made it too big of a production and i was tired of watching lebron yeah. james draft people but hopefully they get up for it or find some reason to play. I think they're offering more money to these guys. I used to love the All-Star game as a kid. Yeah. Oh, dude, it was the best. It was seeing all those guys that you never got to see together. And, yeah, it was amazing. But I just always at least respect a team, like a, an organization that's trying to make things better or trying yeah. to make changes, trying to make it interesting. Because sometimes it feels like football is it's like, you know, we don't really care. We know you're going to watch this. So it's just like, I'm going to shovel shit in your pig's yeah. thigh and you're going to eat it because you like it. So here's the worst offensive output yeah. in 15 years. And we got our highest rating. Yep. And we're going to, you're going to still charge everything, you know, as much as we can. So. Yeah. The NBA tries it's, it's the bigger issue. I think in across all sports is these guys are making tons of money and they're becoming their own brands Yep. and there's like a disconnect and, the NBA's biggest issue, like they're working on it now with uh, these rest rules and not being able to let these guys rest, yep. is, you know, figuring out ways to stop guys like James Harden from, he opted in, he chose to opt into a $36 million for one year contract 
and now is pissed off that they didn't extend him. You can't have that in these in in sports. Yeah, I understand it's a player. What it's a player empowerment era in all sports, but you you have to perform, and they have they have to come to some sort of a way to get. I don't know how they get it under control. Yeah. And I, in general, I feel like I'm incredibly pro player. I really don't care how much more money these billionaires make. I like pay, pay the players. But I, at the same time, I do agree that like you did sign a contract. And now just because you don't like it anymore, you shouldn't always be able to just say, well, cry and I'm going to take my ball and go home. The players are becoming billionaires. Yeah. And now they're acting like the billionaire owners you don't like. It's the same thing. They don't like a player. They cut him. They they injure themselves like an Isaiah Thomas on the Celtics, yeah. and they trade him. They make him play through it. But now these players are doing the same thing. They're getting the bag, and then they're they're not playing. They're sitting out. They're injured or they're not injured. They're they're uh, they're collectively bargaining. One of the biggest issues I think in football and in basketball is that they are reducing practice time, reducing the times that they actually have to be in attendance. These star players. And you're seeing a dip in, like I talked about the other week, the NFL's, the offense sucks right yeah. now. Offensive line play sucks. They don't practice enough. The NBA, it's all this rest and load management. And these guys are getting injured, I think, at the same or a higher clip because I don't think the rest is what's the reason that they're that's going to keep them healthier. I think it's the practice and being in game shape instead of having to ramp up or trying to take it easy. And then you go into this big game and you put it all on the line and up, oh, you tear your ACL or you twist an ankle. There's, there's some sort of a disconnect between the amount of practice. I understand they're professionals, but there's no team. There's no team unity in football or bat or basketball. Mm -hmm. The warriors, I watched them come out and play the Suns, and they were short on so many threes, which means they don't have their legs under them, yep. which is it's game one. It's because they don't practice. They don't play in the preseason. They don't have to do as much mandatory practices as they used to in the preseason in like before the preseason starts. And I think you're seeing it in like the, the product takes way longer to ramp up. I think football is going to start. We're going to start seeing offenses really click now. Like and that. in basketball, you're going to have to wait till May. Yeah. Truthfully to get these guys to all play and, and, and let's hope they don't have all these bad injuries in between. Yeah. And let's hope John Moran doesn't shoot anybody. <laughs> God willing. That guy. So. He's yeah. always, he's, he's always in game shape. If you see James Harden at a, at a Chick-fil-A, you know, honker, yeah. get him out of the line. Hey, that, that is his game shape. Yeah. Yeah. It's true. <laughs> he's taking it over to the strip club. Yes. Well, time for us to dive into the bread and butter. We got to get into, got to touch on the NFC East. Of course, as always. Sarah's uh, Cowboys are on buy, so I would say that that's a dub for them. I think it came at a good time. Obviously, it still feels early for buys, but I think uh, them getting a little healthy, them uh, getting some stuff together, obviously, with a lot of their injuries, uh, I think the buy maybe came at a good time for them. But Sarah will be able to speak a little bit more about that next week. Big yeah. NFC East matchup, Commanders at Giants, and I am all the way back in on the Giants, and I don't care. It, <laughs> <laughs> the past two weeks, obviously, last week was a loss to the Bills, but this week, uh, coming in and just taking care of business against a commander's team that was not great. I mean, this was an ugly game. Uh, I think the over-under was probably like 37 and obviously cleared that by a mile with only scoring 21. And you knew it right away. Immediately, just yeah. this was going to be all defense. Uh, great news, Giants scored a touchdown, not one, but two in the first quarter. Hey so now. look at us go, first of the season. It's two more than the Bills. Yeah, <laughs> very exciting. Um, basically, watching the commanders kind of feel like they should just throw the ball to Terry McLaur McLaurin a lot more um that guy's super super good he's incredibly talented and i don't know why they aren't just throwing it to him maybe like you know 12 times a game 
Uh, Robinson looks decent. Uh, I'm not a huge believer in uh, Sam Howell, but did you guys get a lot of sense? So I, so that was not. I was very focused on the Bills just pissing down their leg. I guess. Yep. Did they sack Howell a lot? Uh, not a lot. There was a lot of pressure, but they also were trying to like move the pocket some. And a lot of their, you know, the way that they set up, it was we were getting a lot of pressure up the middle. Uh, but we were we were in the backfield the whole game, uh, regardless of you know if we got the sacks or not. We got way more sacks than last week because I just remember being so frustrated. Yeah, I felt like we were in the backfield and like holding Josh Allen the whole game and he was getting away. Howell was not as talented at that, obviously. So we did get some more seats, uh, more sacks. Uh, but Saquon looked. Uh, Saquon, Saquon had a sick touchdown. He's so goddamn good. And yes, basically, the, over the last two weeks, there's a couple different variables of things that are changed. We've obviously looked a lot better. Hmm. Um, so Saquon is back. Brian Dable took over the offense. Basically, last week he was now involved in all of the meetings. Uh, he was taking control of the offense. Did and... Saquon get hurt though in this game again? I don't think so. Okay, never mind. Yeah. Uh, and, and uh, just try this. You got to shoot. Step. <laughs> did, did he get hurt? I feel like I got like a 50 50 shot. You're, st- you're still in preseason form, yeah, too. My legs, like... I don't have my legs under. <laughs> uh, and Daniel Jones is out. So those are three variables, and our team has been much better. Is Daniel Jones coming back for this week? Uh, that is a maybe. They're still not definite. Um, all the fantasy things are all saying, you know, that Daniel Jones will score points and Tyrod Taylor will not. Uh, but you might need Tyrod in a game like upcoming here. I I agree. I think uh, no mistake. Guys. We at least and we at least need a backup quarterback also because I am tremendously worried about the Jets crushing whoever our quarterback is. True. Uh, but I'm really hoping that maybe Saquon being back and Dave Ball having his hands all over the offense a little bit more is the reason we're playing well and not because Danny's been out. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if he comes back from this neck injury and looks terrible, I'm just going to be all in on Tyrod for the rest of the season and just we needs to. I've, I've lived that life. Yeah. I I love Tyrod. Well, so. I, he was <laughs> never wanted to let him go. I mean, yeah. I'll do it for Josh Allen, but I didn't want to do it for Nate Peterman. I was, was going to remember his name is Tyrod. Tyrod, I know. Just, I like Tyrod. <laughs> yeah, everybody likes Tyrod. It's way better. So I'm sticking with the Saquon, uh, with the Saquon and Dayball bump. Our defenses look amazing. Uh, Okereke has been just everywhere. Thibodeau is starting to come into his own. And then it turns out maybe like throwing the ball to Darren Waller and getting giant uh, Jalen Hyatt involved in the offense off of play actions. Like, no shit things look better. Like yeah. you bought some talented guys with the ball, give them the ball more often. So will, if the giants lose to the jets yeah. is Saquon Barkley, what would you give the percentages that he's on another team next week? I think uh, on the Buffalo bills low. next week, <laughs> I'm going to go with 15%. I think it's very low. He came out and said he wanted to stay. So I think Buffalo's the, in New York, the giants is right up the road. The giants would have to very much be in just like sell off tank mode. Yeah. And I just don't, think that they are he wants to stay and i think they want to try to build something like i mean saquon's the only good thing about this team it seems like so i really would hate to see him go um i'm pumped we'll see how the jets game goes uh very nervous about it seems like them coming off a bye usually you know good coaches coming off buys is scary i Not don't think that Salah's a good coach so who knows if that's going to affect anything 36 and a half points yeah that's ugly can, and can can are, are they going to score more than 21 points combined I don't think so. Me neither. I like the under there. Stay tuned, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> oh, little sir. I don't like that over at all, but that's scary. 36 and a half is, is a, it's a low number. It's if a low it becomes number. a pick fest, you know, yeah. that's my only fear is like on both sides. A few pick sixes. Zach Wilson all over the place, fumble, like running yeah. around, doing spin moves, fumbling, safeties. Yeah. Tyrod, you know, or Daniel Jones doing something stupid. Yeah, Daniel Jones gets hurt. Tyrod comes in immediately, yeah. leads the offense back. Not impossible. I like that. 
Um, the only other and, and which team is? I'm sorry, the sorry. Giants are home. Uh, the Giants are technically home. Yes. <laughs> <No, I don't>. Yeah, <laughs> it's sorry. a home game for the Giants. So the Jets are on the road. Yeah. So the, the stadium. Yeah, it's going to be uh, going to be huge. Um, Dolphins at Eagles. The only other NFC East game. I think everybody expected this to be the game of the week. And yeah. Yeah. Didn't some of us expected the Dolphins yeah. to look better than that? I, I, I stinky dog really, really fucked uh, us there. I got you all day. If you bet the stinky dog, you were going into the night game with, you know, hey, cash out if you don't trust me. Cash out next time. I, they were giving me five times my money to cash out. It's a whole boatload. But I'm a rider. And I, and we're riders. And we're not going to let it a go. mistake. <laughs> it always is. Uh, the Dolphins may not be for real. Um, obviously, it seems, you know, their wins don't look so great. seems like they may just shit all over bad teams. And then when it comes to actually facing a good defense yeah. and, uh, you know, maybe, you know, a somewhat good offense, they uh, they can't really do it. They obviously, they showed signs of life and excitement. There were a couple drives where it was like, oh, there it is. It's yeah. about to turn. And then it just did. It was 17-17. Yep. Going to the half. Halftime. Yep. Yeah. I just wanted the Eagles to crumble so, brat, so badly. And yeah. it was just, you know. But at least a heartbreaking loss in the playoffs for them will hopefully be funny. Is kind of what I'm hoping for, because um, I it's like I feel like it's hard not to like Jason Kelsey, but the rest of that team is just so annoying to me. Yeah, and and Hurts, I, I know they put up 31 points. Hurts got hurt in that game, and I I still I'm standing by that. I AJ Brown is like by PFF and all these advanced stats, he's the best wide receiver in the league. Yeah, but I. I don't know if Hurts in a big game. They just traded for Kevin Byard as a safety for the yep. Titans. Yep. It feels like they they're oh they're so aggressively trying to add people that I wonder if on the inside if they're totally sold that they're there. I mean, I think them and the 49ers look mortal right now. Yeah, I think this is a very weird year. It seemed like there were a couple teams that were gonna be clearly at the top, and then now it seems like everybody, those top teams are becoming a little more pedestrian, yeah. and some of those not so great teams are also kind of showing that they have something to fight for five weeks in it looked like the nfc east it was like you there you go the cream has risen to the top and in the afc it looked like it was going to be chaos and fast forward two more weeks and it's like the nfc i have no idea what could happen in there and yep. i've got a lot of ideas as to things that i'm sure are going to be wrong but at the moment look good and then in the afc it's like the chiefs are six and one yeah so they same old same old song in the AFC. You know they're just going to run away with the comp. And they have Meekle Harbin now. So yeah, you know, guy got changer. Talk about that goes against everything I said about practice because yeah. I think he flew in right at kickoff <laughs> and returned a fifty yard punt. Yeah, unbelievable. So hopefully that they'll fall apart. It's like I still root. The Dolphins are just fun. And also like speaking of those coaches, like McDaniel, like. When he's not doing well, you know, when he's cooking up and they're scoring 70 points, he's fun to watch. Yeah, but when they're down and getting beaten <laughs> up, it's like, oh, look at this little twerp on the sideline. Hitting his vape. Yeah. <laughs> singing rap lyrics. Way less it's not cool. as cool when you're up, when you're down 20. Oh, and then Nick Sirianni, his face sucks. I hate the way that he's guy's got that look. Philly face. Yeah. I know he's not from Philly, but he's got that, that Philly dirtbag look to him. He's got those, like, sunken eyes. Yeah. Just, it looks like just real smug, just like it looks like he sells bad weed to high schoolers. Yeah, uh, that's that's what he was doing before yeah. he was coaching the Eagles. <laughs> so anti Sirianni, fuck the Eagles, uh, but whatever. We'll see. They'll probably make it far. Hopefully the you know, hopefully the Dolphins can. I don't to know. Make it I fun. think that's going to be really matchup dependent, and we're way away from talking about the playoffs. Yeah, but and and like as we start to talk about teams in the NFC, uh, there's. I don't see anybody in there that can't beat another team. Yeah. Like there are certain individual matchups that are going to be really bad, but I don't find like with the chiefs, it's like, who's going to beat them. Nobody has risen up yet. And, yeah. and teams have fallen off, but in the NFC, you know, depending on who you get seating is going to be really important as of now, everything could look seven, we have seven more weeks. 
And we still got four more weeks after that. So yep. there's a lot of season left. A lot of games. But before. right now, it seems like it's any man's game. Brock Purdy's yeah. in concussion protocol. I don't and think they, it's my I think Sam Darnold might be better. My bet. That was the bet that we didn't <laughs> I wanted to place a bet Sam Darnold comeback player of the year. Yeah. Here DeMar, it comes. Here DeMar it comes. Hamler. DeMar Hamler. That it's not going to be DeMar Hamler. It will. He, he stepped on the field. As long as he put pads on. Allegedly. <laughs> All right. Other <laughs> other uh, other fun games. Browns-Colts turned out to be the game of the week. What, what is Miles Garrett? I, That's I, my question. He is a complete and utter freak. Six foot four, 271 pounds. And if you didn't watch the game, he had a strip sack fumble that ended up in a touchdown in the end zone. Mm -hmm. But the, the play I want to talk about is he jumped over the offensive line to block a field goal. He is six foot four, 271 pounds. And the rule with field goal kicks is if he touched any part of that person's body, that is a flag. I believe that's yeah. a 10 yard penalty and an automatic first down, which means either he went rogue and did whatever he wanted or the coach and him knew I'm going to jump over this guy. No fucking problem. And I'm blocking that kick because what an insane play. What an insane, I've never, I, I don't know. That might be talk about all the things you see in football. That might be the most incredible thing I've seen on a football field. I uh, I think I would agree with you. That was pretty insane. Uh, speaking of the size of that guy, have you ever seen the, the body cam footage of him after getting in that car accident? No. All right, this is going to be bad audio podcasting, but a little bit of a tease for you guys to be able to go watch on the YouTube right now. Um, this is one of my favorite all-time... Uh, you had yeah. me at raw video. Yeah. <laughs> so watch this guy. This is a couple normal humans right now. I'll mute it for the audio. This is just a normal fire, you know, fire. I remember this car that is going to help him stand up and watch him help Miles Garrett stand up. That's a normal sized guy that he is next to. Oh, oh my God. That is a freak monster of a human. He's so That's, big. Look I, at his arms. That guy, that is the size of a thigh. Yeah. And that is just, that is not what normal humans look like. So. Also, also, have you ever seen him play basketball? Uh, no, I have not. Same freak, just insane stuff. He, he can, he like dunks. He's like, and he looks like, He's just so dense and wide and bulky that I understand he's an athlete, but yeah. like the jumping ability that he has is you realize it's it's point oh oh and he's 27. He's not 22, like right out of college. Like, you know, he's starting to get to like the midpoint of his career. one percent of the population. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. I I'm telling you, watch the replay. Go find it. It's easy to find. It was I've never seen it. I was waiting yeah. for the flag. And then you watch the replay. It's like, oh, my God, you didn't touch that It's guy. insane. Crazy. Um, but uh, a, a little – because the Browns defense is obviously basically the best defense in the league. So this is a fun stat. Also, a little pro to your Colts. You were high on the Colts. Yeah. Very from not the against Shane Steichen there. Yeah. Uh, so they were the number one D since 2000 in yards per drive allowed, which is only 15 and a half. They were the number one defense since 2005 in points per drive allowed, which is 0.98 points per drive. Crazy. So that's, I mean, crazy all defense time, stat. All time. But then Indy with Gardner Minshew scored 38 points against that defense on a 70, 75 yard touchdown drive, a 75 yard touchdown drive, another 75 yard touchdown drive. Guess what? Yet another 75 yard one. touchdown drive, a 57 yard touchdown drive, and a 41 yard field goal drive. So Stain Shike, Stain Shiken. Stain Shiken. That's when he starts playing, when he starts <laughs> coaching badly. Stain. Stain Shiken. <laughs> Shane Steichen is legit. I'm so. telling you, he's there. Uh, Little futures, they're yeah. plus 1100 to win the division. The division is like the AFC North. Is no, they're, I mean, well, they're in the north, right? Wait, no, the AFC South, they're, they're in the yeah. south, right? So, uh, so, right, sorry, Vegas is all over the Jags. They're plus 1100 
I think they can do it with Minshew unless he's going to turn into a pumpkin at some point, which could happen. You know, he is a backup for a career backup, but he's awesome. But also a little, you know, he ran for two touchdowns. That could kind of hedge your bets a little bit. Basically, you bet on them to win it, and then you also do have that bet for uh, Trevor Lawrence to win MVP. That's still out there, seventeen to one, sixteen to one. Yeah, so you got both of those. Good about that. One of those can still happen. So. I like that. Uh, we do have another game we want to talk about here. We got the Bills and the Pats, but before we no, get we don't into, I think before we get into that, we do have a little surprise for the people. So we'll put you aside for one second. We'll be right back shortly, and we will cover this Bills-Pats game. Sean, go Welcome back. And, Mike, to, uh, to much to your chagrin, I couldn't just let you suffer in the Bills' uh, loss alone. So I'd like to welcome on – Get this guy out of my face. <laughs> our good, good <laughs> recurring guest, Overboard Podcast host – Sean Cole and also known uh, known supporter of the New England Patriots. So, but if we're going to talk, if we're going to touch on the Bills and the Patriots, I figured I need to hear both of your guys' opinions. We need to let you go at it. So, Sean, you're the uh, you're the guest here. I would like you to have the floor first on your thoughts on the Pats Bills game. Sasha, thanks for having me. Uh, you know, it's funny. I didn't want to win that game Sunday. Yeah, but... <laughs> I didn't. We are. Uh... Because, like, we're never going to have a deep run in the playoffs with Mac Jones as our quarterback. I've kind of come to grips with that. So I was focused on getting, like, Caleb Williams or Drake May. I thought a close loss would have been perfect. Like, oh, our defense is pretty good. We kind of contained Josh Allen. Let's just lose this game closely. Um, But we didn't. You know, Mac played well in the second half. And it was fun being the Bills. We don't do that often anymore. We beat them in 2021. Oh, you lived your life beating the Bills. I know. It was for 20 years. Yes. But (laughs) my new reality is not as losing to them. And I was in a good mood. I know. It is fun being that team. Yeah. It's fun being that team. Also, so, Sean, do the Bills stink? (laughs) Well, I have a question for Thank you for tuning in. (laughs) Uh, I I actually have a question for Mike. What's the... uh, What's the urgency in Bill's Mafia right now? Because I can't get a good read on that. I feel like half that fan base is just kind of happy to be in the mix. Like, hey, we make the playoffs every year. People talk about us. You know, they were the most anonymous team in the NFL for like 20 years probably. Mm-hmm. And now you guys are in the mix, right? You have one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. But if I were you guys, I'd be at a pit in my stomach. Like, are we going to get a ring with Josh Allen? Yeah. Uh, well, I it, I think we are a fan base that is struggling myself as well with being good. It's like we're good for the first time. And so now like every loss is like you, you, you the panic button is we're smashing it because it's like we're you it's like we come, you know, like a child of coming out of like an abusive household. It's just like, <laughs> we're just waiting to get like smacked again. Right. Yeah. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> See, yeah. It's it's um, I think we need to have a level of like calm down, but at the same time, I want to trade six guys after this game tomorrow or tonight. And I want to get Derek Henry and I want to get Devonta Adams. And I, I think we are, it's it's scary. I've texted some of my friends and said, like, we need to start remembering what it was like before Josh Allen, because A, this season might play out that way. And B, the emotional toll that this is going to take of that, this might be up and down and we might just be, you know, 10 and seven and getting in, hopefully eking into the playoffs as a reality. But Bill's fans as a whole 
I think we went 13 and three and now they think we're going to go 13 and three every year, including myself. I think I'm a little bit more level about it sometimes, but yeah, no, Hey, I'm working. (laughs) Hey, it's a 12 step program. Um, We're, it's not like new England where like, if you guys had a rough start with Tom Brady, it's like, it'll figure it out with us. It's like, Oh my God, fire the coach, fire Dorsey, fire Brandon Bean. Everybody sucks. I, I spent an hour on the phone breaking down the last five years of our draft and being like this guy sucks boogie bash how's boogie bash i'm doing on the giants haven't seen him right exactly second round pick so it was a bad loss but i do want to say sean i waited for you to get on here to let you know uh we got you do you know why we're not why is that we're not gonna let you get caleb williams and that was the plan the whole time (laughs) look Oh, we're playing four dimensional chess. Uh, we're going to win the Super Bowl and make sure that you guys suck for the next. Oh, Sean, you were right. Down. Well, with Mac Jones, unfor- Sean. unfortunately, Mike's probably right. I think Bill Belichick just re-upped his contract. Mm. Mac looked good. We're, we're going to go six and 11 now or seven and 10. Not going to get you that's quarterbacks. exactly where I don't want to be. Maybe you got Michael Penix, the guy from Washington. He looks great, but. I don't, he's not a sure thing. Look, I don't know. I, it's tough. I, I'm sort of rooting for the Bills too because oh, with the Patriots no. now. Oh, no. Okay. With the Patriots now, my job is to, you know, we're not in the spotlight anymore. I have to protect Brady and Belichick's legacies. I need you to get in the Chiefs' way. And you haven't done it. And it's, Wow, this is oh, a long okay. way around. <laughs> okay. He, he you, gave you the left. You haven't, though. Here. In 2020, Tom Brady had to stop the Chiefs again. 2021, it was the Bengals. No one did it last year. And maybe the Ravens do it this year, but I don't see the Bills doing it. Like, to answer Sasha's original question, the Bills are good. They have a good offense. Josh Allen is still one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. Your defense isn't good anymore though i'm worried since the those, injuries right yeah listen, you lose your top player on one of your top players on your defensive line you lose your best player on defense matt milano and you lose your top cornerback tell me a team that's going to lose players on all three levels and at least i mean we're two weeks removed from those injuries like we're still trying to figure out uh, three of 11 players from our defense are gone and they're like are they're not like our borderline guys they're our best guys yeah, no, I, obviously it's a big deal to lose players. Every team deals with injuries. Obviously, these are significant and long-term, which is a real problem. But I'm just more concerned that they should still be a decent defense. And, what? how many – like the Patriots scored, was it three points or zero points against the – what was it, the, the, the Raiders? And then we'll come in and, you know, like move the ball relatively well. I was definitely very surprised by that. Going into the game tonight – even with all the stuff that we've had, because teams hit their speed bumps, we're still third in the NFL offensively on EPA per drive. Yeah. Expected points added. And we are third in points scored in the league still. But I also think that's like a BS stat because we put those, now that we see that the Dolphins might be fraudulent, the char- the commanders stink, and the Raiders are a dumpster fire. We're beating up on these bad teams and like now, like are the Jets kind of good? Well, maybe we lost to the Jets because their defense is like the real deal. And 
New England, I have no idea. That game smelt like an old-school Bills loss from the minute he threw that pick. Josh Allen threw that pick on the first play, and he he did his little sad face over to the sideline, and I'm like, we're toast. Um, I think they're going to make moves. So for those of you who aren't, like, really locked in on Bills Twitter and what we're doing, like, personnel-wise, tonight, Kair Elam is inactive. He is our number one pick from two years ago. He hasn't done well with us at all, but he has number one talent. He's got all the physicals. He's inactive, and we restructured Deion Dawkins' contract to free up $4 million. There's We're making moves, uh, whether it's Friday or probably Monday. I think they're going to acquire one or two players. I don't know who, and I hope it's going to be you know, enough to move the needle, but I don't think we're done yet. How were how the Giants, Sasha, the years the Giants won the Super Bowl? What were their records at this point oh, in the year? Steve, I mean, you guys were middling. If not, not weren't you two and five but, one year? I uh, probably started two and five. Yeah, uh, but the defense was elite. The defense, like that, yeah. was won us those games. Was the Strahan, the OCU Manura, the like the de- the uh, big beast John Beeson. Shout out the seventh floor crew. Mm. Um, but I, that's that's what kept us in those games. And you just need to get the so, the freak Eli Manning making some passes, making some crazy catch kind of games. So my argument, or this is the way I've spun it. So I started at the at the end of the losing to the Patriots. I was like, we need to acquire offensive players. I really think now we need to just figure it out on offense. It's the same personnel that's still upgraded. They need to figure out what's going on because our defense especially being men down we can't do this going three and out three and out three and out three and out and then having the offense do these miraculous drives we almost lost to the giants and same thing defense was whooped in that fourth quarter and the reason we lost to you guys was because they've been on the field the whole game and then they got to stop mac jones with two minutes left which they should do also how many ineligible men were downfield on that screen sean (laughs) line. (laughs) so our offense our offense it's the same way you talk about the giants defense yeah our offense needs to be special and that's what they if they can't figure that out if josh allen mark my words tonight if he doesn't have a nuclear josh allen game and it's the same like like pitiful offense for two and a half quarters until they try to pull it together uh, then no we're not going to do it but if this offense figures it out I, I still think we're right there. Of course. And I think there's still going to be a problem. And uh, what I what I need to ask you is, I think that Mike Gesicki should start getting fined for those gritties. Because honestly, yeah. I would rather have Joe Horn <laughs> pick up a cell phone, Terrell Owens break out a pen, a thousand back and pee yeah, like a dog. A thousand, <laughs> a thousand times out of a thousand after like watching your get a touchdown score on you to lose a game than watching Mike Gesicki do that. Was that? I think that was the second worst celebration of the night, though. What was the first? Well, Max. Mac Jones. Oh. <laughs> what was that? That was amazing. I, uh, I really wish Mac Jones was good because I, I kind of like him. He is sort of breedy, like like similar body type. Okay. I don't. I know he's a little smaller. I kind of. I kind of like Mac Jones. No one else likes him. him. Is that a way of calling him pudgy? Like, what do you mean he's kind of Brady? Like, <laughs> I guess no, he has no muscle tone. Okay, but oh, Sean, like- I know, and I know everyone else hates him. His teammates don't like him that much. I just sort of like him. I always kind of have. Uh, hmm. Question, Mike. Yes. 
who's Josh Allen's like security blanket receiver? It's gonna. Be I don't think he has one. It's gonna be Dalton Kincaid. You saw it in that game. He had eight catches for seventy-five yards. We drafted him in the first round. Rookie okay. tight ends, though, it's scary. But he's he's the guy. Listen, you know what's gonna be? It's gonna be Hunter Renfro in two weeks when we get him from the Raiders. I can see that. He he seems like a Bill. I don't know how much how deep we want to go. Andy Isabella, you guys remember him? No. Very high draft pick. Didn't work out for the Cardinals. He is. We called him up. We're just basically trying to find like some sort of like, hey, you look kind of like Wes Welker. Get out there. You look like Cole Beasley, but with like less less of a rap game. You could use Cole Beasley, actually. He was a pro bowler in 2020. Yeah, I think it's over. What happened? Did something (laughs) after 2020 with him? Uh, who knows what that guy's deal is, but uh, also why? Like, I get that. I Dalton, mean, we all know what his yeah. deal is. I get that Dalton Kincaid is good. We drafted him with like the 16th yeah, pick. Was, was Dawson Knox like taking a step back? Like he's, he's out now. He said he just had surgery on his wrist, but he was good. Yeah, like, I just don't really know why. They, I mean, obviously like, Dawson Knox good, had but... drop problems. Dawson drops is mm-hmm. what I like to call nice. him. He's it's... getting wrist surgery. I hope he gets a hand transplant. He is everything that we want i love him physically i love the way he gets open i love all that stuff sean he's not a soft body he's my kind of guy he's rock solid he's big he's beef he's buff (laughs) all right mike yeah where where would you put the bills in the afc the chiefs are number one i think we all agree on that right yeah i'll give you that ravens are probably two I, I hate the Ravens more than anyone. I feel about Baltimore, but okay. <laughs> I'll put them at two right now. Sure. Um, I would say Jacksonville's third. Yeah. As it stands right now, Pittsburgh's fourth as it stands. And then we're fifth. And then I put Cincinnati, okay. Cincinnati Miami. Um, Miami behind us. And then just remember that Dolphins fans right behind us. <laughs> and um, I'll put the Colts, even though I love the Texans too. Chargers are the Chargers are a disaster. They're I, refu- I refuse to watch the Chargers the rest of the, the, rest of the year. They uh, the last game I said was a kitchen sink game. I'm like, if they've got anything, they're going to do it, and they've scored zero points in the second half. It was a they they're no good, and I don't know if Herbert's as good. Maybe he's just like okay. Maybe he is literally Philip Rivers. Well. Like stat people love him, I get that. I like Justin Herbert, but he doesn't win any of these close games ever. Yeah, and it seems like they have talent in every position. And he, when you're even when you're watching with your eyes, it seems like he's got the physical attributes and he's getting open. Knows like has good pocket awareness, can step up in the right places. And it just seems like there's always something going wrong. So they they real quick though, and I do want to just it it makes me want to throw up to say it, but like the Jets. They're also like a team that scares me. And like as an a, as an actual a, if Rogers, if if Zach Wilson can figure out to not to just be okay, they might be good enough to like really go on a run. I've seen. Enough I could see them win a play, win a. I think it win a playoff game. Yeah, they could like upset. I could see it in a weird game with the Chiefs, where it's like they get turnovers, they get tons of pressure. And like Tom Brady in the Super Bowl against the Chiefs, it was like they won that game because of the Bucks defense. If the Jets oh, did yeah. the Bucks defense impression like all over the place, you know, a couple things, a tip ball here, this, that, and Zach Wilson plays like mistake-free football. 
Like I could see, I could see that being like an oh, like a seven one, like a you know an upset in that second round. I don't know, I don't know. It could it's, be. NFC East is weird. The way you're describing it, it sounds like those Giants teams that won the Super Bowl it was an incredible defense, an offense that had some talent at receiver, a decent off. You know, I mean, we had a decent offensive line at the time. But the biggest difference is I don't think Zach Wilson is Eli Manning, and I think Eli. Part of what was great about Eli Manning is. Super talented, but just dumb enough to like, he's the guy that would go out and miss 13 throws and he'd be like, oh, I, that 14th, I was going to start getting hot. So I just don't know if Zach Wilson has that. Do you, but do you guys trust Lamar Jackson talking about the Ravens? Uh, sort of. Yeah. yeah. He lost the two big playoff games he played in where he lost to the Titans when they were 14 and two. Yep. And he lost to the Bills in 2020. Yep. Through a that was, 99 yard pick six in that game. Yeah, which that's Sean McDermott's like signature playoff win, right? I mean, yeah. So I the I hate the Ravens, but they have a swagger to them. They remind, they remind me of the Miami Heat. I think I've heard that other people describe them that way. Like, like last year's Heat, you mean? Yeah, like they're. I don't know. They there's like a confidence to that team and the organization that I, I fear. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I uh, I agree with that, and I yeah, I think that's a team everybody's going to be afraid to play. But do I really trust it when in the crunch time? Probably not. Uh, yes, yeah. I so think shout out, out Stavi. He's the thing that I liked the most about <laughs> the uh, <laughs> about the Ravens. So all those all those after the games, uh, Stavros Alkius, those are it's tough to look at, but he's <laughs> a funny dude. <laughs> So, uh, Sean, if, if you don't mind sticking around, getting into the next, we're, we're doing Blazel's best bets. I would love to hear okay. some on these if you don't mind sticking around. No uh, problem. Uh, Mike, just just staving away that Malort shot, just staying alive. <laughs> you got the win out of the way, girl, uh, out of the way early last week. The Jag Saints over. That was a uh, little nervous at the beginning, but boy, did that uh, you know they that, blew that, that game right open. As predicted in so. in the dome, guys. So master that felt good. The Cleveland minus three against the Colts ended up being a great game, but that wasn't one of the best bets. And then that stinky dog parlay, man, I was sweating that out. I had watching the uh, you know Giants over Commanders had the Pittsburgh over the Rams. We were feeling good going into month, you know, yeah. going into Sunday night with Miami over Eagles. That was the one I felt best about out of all those games, and uh, Miami just blew it. So I'm a little upset with them. Uh, but getting into your best bets, ended up going one and two. Uh, as we said, Jags Saints over 39 and a half, and then Chargers over the Chiefs upset pick of the week. The- they were right in it. They were right <laughs> there in the first half. That was a great first half. Uh, and then that second half stunk. Uh, and then that best bet, that Green Bay minus one and a half over Denver. Just I hate Denver so much. So <laughs> but overall record, you're five, six and one going to last week. We're six, eight and one on the season so far. And boy, it's it's time to write the ship. And I'm feeling good about what you were. Uh, I'm feeling good about this week. Uh, so let's hear what you got cooking. Well, I will say if at, at, at our record, I think if we were to break down the the pricing for all that i would imagine if you follow these like and bet like the same amounts i think we're probably at break even that's how i got on my spreadsheet making all these bets it's not great but like if you're seven weeks into the season and you haven't lost money you're doing better than what 80 percent of the gamblers at least yes um so it's tough out there sasha and i actually talked this week about uh what do you do when you're down? You just, you make more best bets. So what we're going to do is I'm going to expand these to more picks. We'll post them, right? We'll put them up there. And I think the problem is, is when you're locking it into just three, it's, you know, if I don't win two, you, everybody's going to be pissed. So, and the stinky dog parlay, let me just say, 
we should put a disclaimer on this. If you're putting money on that bet that you can't lose, that's fun money. You're that's, an idiot. That's mm. it. You're a stinky dog. Yeah. And you should really think about, you know, call the New York hotline for gambling. 1-800-NEW-YORK. Well, Help me. I'm a gambler. I don't know. but We don't know that. Web. We don't know that. <laughs> I've never called that. Uh, but that's a bet that it's fun. We bet three games. We made it through the morning, the afternoon game, the late afternoon game. We got to the night game on a bet that would have paid 10 to 1. That's going to hit every once in a while. But you know what? We're having fun. Having a great time. We're having a great time. So let's talk about week eight. Love it. Week eight. Great spread. Great spread of games. It's a great spread. And I want to tell you right away, uh, the Thursday night, this is a separate. If you If we get this up in time. Everybody run to your favorite gambling account and put this bet in. Josh Allen over 22 and a half rushing yards. Mm. Put that's his line. That, that's it's it went down from 23 and a half. I don't know what's going on, but he is not running this year. I get it. But if he doesn't run tonight, I'm I think I would say I'm as tapped into the Bills as anybody. Yeah. He's running the fucking football tonight. Love it. Uh Mike. I will say he, he always used to scramble so well against the Bills, except for last Sunday. Or against the Pats. Yeah. Yeah. I know. Yeah, I know. Even, so, when I Matthew Gio was out too. So you sure you want to keep showing around for this? <laughs> I we haven't listen, he hasn't run the ball well all year. He really hasn't. And I think it's because he's got this in his head that he's got to be a pocket passer. I want to read a funny, uh not a funny, a quote that ties into this bet. Um Actually, it ties against this bet, but I'm telling you, this is where this is going. Josh Allen on design QB runs. Quote, I don't think majoring in QB runs is long lasting. Mm. Well, I think he should at least minor in it. Okay. I like it. Yeah. Boom. Take a couple elected. <laughs> Slam dunk. That was a little, little whoopsie daisy. I'm telling you, it's minus 110. It's it, if if you're gonna bet on you shouldn't bet on this game. Like uh you could bet. Uh, if you're listening quickly, bet Mike Evans over on yards. That's going to happen. I think it's like 54 and a half. I'm not doing that because I don't bet against the Bills. Take Josh Allen over 22 and a half rushing. You could put it with like Bills to win, or you could put it with the Mike Evans, or just take it at minus 110. Put some money, put some money in your pocket going into Sunday because that's that's going to hit. Love it. I'm, I'm oh yeah, Mike. Another thing, I will say, Josh Allen. There's like 10 defensive linemen in the NFL that can stop him. Like, unless you have, like, Nick Bosa or T.J. Watt or Fred Warner. That's only three. I, like, with the Bill, like, when they played the Patriots in the playoffs in 2021, I they could have he could have just ran the ball every play, and he would have won 100 nothing. I don't know. It he was, should keep it. My favorite, that's my favorite Bill's memory, actually. <laughs> perfect. The immaculate grid, if you will. Yeah. <laughs> the Tris speaker I will. of the NFL. Um. Yeah, so that's it. I can't tell you how the game's going to go. Uh, my brain's like, we're going to lose. There's a lot going on. We can talk about that shit next week. But today, Josh Allen's running for 23 yards. I, You could bet alternate yards. I have him going for 40 yards, and I have him in another bet for 50 yards. Uh, I think he's going to run for like 70 or 80 yards. And I also have a bet for him first touchdown. That's enough of the uh, – <laughs> I'm all over – if this isn't a Josh Allen game, I don't know what is. <laughs> we gotta, we're going into the mini-buy after this too. So 10, 10 days off, and then we hit a really tough slate of games. So we should it, it, just make that this bet. Is it. All right, Love enough it. of that. <laughs> My next pick, 
Uh, Jacksonville, Pittsburgh, over 40 and a half points. Ooh, okay. Like that. Uh, I like Pittsburgh's offense. I think it's only getting better with Deontay Johnson one more week back and Jalen Warren running back being worked more into that offense. Uh, I don't love Jacksonville's defense. I love their offense. I think they're also another team that the last two weeks, it's like every time I I look over or I pick them on the four box to zoom in, they're scoring a touchdown. They've got weapons all over the field. 40 and a half points is crazy. And I think offenses are going to start to ramp up. That's what I'm talking about. Love it. So it, anytime third and eight, Kenny Pickens can close his eyes and just throws it to George Pickens on that back shoulder fade. He catches it every time. Yep. Uh, and Deontay Johnson is the guy that's going to unlock that offense as a possession receiver. Freeze it up. Perfect. Makes a lot of sense. I'm all in fantasy wise, everything. I think Jacksonville's offense is going to be good. I think 40 and a half is a low number and I love it. Sean, like it. Russia, I think when I came on back in August, I think I picked Jaguars Eagles Super Bowl pick. Like, oh. I'll have to. I have to re-listen and run that back. So did you did you come but, on here and try to get sucked? What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> no, I I that's a good bet. Yeah, Trevor Lawrence sneaky MVP right now. They've seen the one if you bet him. Yeah, I don't know who did. Yeah, raise, I, your, raise your hand in this room if you did. Uh, I oh, you did it was me. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I I have over forty and a half in uh, the Jacksonville game, and I have over. I think the line is six and a half on uh, syllables that Sean put in Jaguars. <laughs> um. <laughs> yeah, I don't. Is that how they say it over in London? I think so. I the think Jaguar. so. <laughs> it's a tough word for me. There's like I have like ten <laughs> words that I. Over-pronounced. Don't yeah. be upset about your, yeah. your, your listen. Me and Sasha were on the we're on the yeah. rough streets. Yeah, it's hard out here. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> all, all right. right, moving on. Like I said, more picks this week, everybody. So get your wallets out. Houston minus three and a half over Carolina. Carolina oh. is the worst team in the NFL. Oh. Carolina is, or they don't have their first round pick. I was trying to think about that. They stink. Yeah. And Frank Reich is a terrible coach. And Bryce Young is four feet tall. And they're about to trade some of their – they're another team that's going to be unloading guys who have a lot of money on the cap. Look for Brian Burns maybe to get traded, Adam Thielen maybe to get traded, Dante Jackson, cornerback maybe getting traded. Go ahead, Sean. I, Bryce Young, so I was – my entire life I was always very skinny. Like I was a runner in high school and college – not in college, in high school, almost ran college – I weigh more than Bryce Young. Well, you've which been getting, you've been, shocks you've been me. Meaning to talk to you about that, you've been yeah. putting on some weight. <laughs> if if any of these guys tackled me, I would I would be done. <laughs> and he's we weigh the same. Yeah, but yeah. Sean, no, I. You are fifty-seven years old. Um, <laughs> yes, I uh, I completely agree. That is that is alarming to know that that is all that is how small he is. Um, the only reason I, you know, don't want to bet on that game is because I don't want to watch it. Um, but why you bet it? Yeah, but I do. Uh, I do like that. I think Carolina stinks. The only thing coming off the bye is, I think, the only positive thing going for them. Uh, but I love that pick. I think Houston will route them. Yeah, uh, and they're getting Tank Dell back at receiver, and it seems like uh, Damian Pierce and Singletary that backfield starting to come together. Mm -hmm. And I, I just, I've been high on Houston all year. I think. They got to take care of business. Three and a half is a little, uh, because it's like, what if they just win by a field goal? But yep. I, I think you just take that. That's not one of the ones I'm super hot on, but I like it. Uh, the next one, we're going to pair together. And if you Ooh. don't want to pair it together, don't do it. Um, yeah. Because you got to, you got to, 
you got to kind of nut up with this one. It's Rams plus six and a half with the over of 45 and a half versus Dallas. Oh, interesting. Okay. I think Dallas is going to win this game. I, I think it's going to be a shootout. I think the Rams are moving the ball. It's another week. Cooper Cup being back healthy. Um, Puka Nakua, he's a beast. Yep. Uh, I think even if Matthew Stafford makes a couple of mistakes, like we're going to get, this is going to be a points game. So maybe just take the over, but I like the Rams. I wanted to, but I refuse on this podcast to ever bet against Dallas again. Yep. I like the Rams to keep it within a touchdown. This has got like a 34-31 type score going on. Okay, I like that. I can see that out of the Rams and, uh, yeah, the Dallas defense. Dallas coming off the bye. I think that makes sense. I, I got to tell you, I hate that the Rams are maybe sneaky good. Yeah. I They're so boring to me. I don't know why I find them so boring. That was the most forgettable Super Bowl winner of the century. I always forget they won two years ago. And so I was kind of ready to be done with them. I wanted Shane McVay to go into the booth or something. But no, they're good again. Yeah, it's going to be a high-scoring game. The Cowboys have a good offense, and the Rams do too. Yeah, that's uh, that's my favorite favorite bet so far. Oh yeah, Sean. Yeah, and you put them together, you're gonna get like plus two hundred on it. And again, you don't, you know, if you don't love it, but throw throw ten bucks on it, and just it's it's a game you're gonna want to watch. Yeah. So, um, the next one, this is one you don't want to watch. I wouldn't watch it. I wouldn't even bet it. But but it seems like too easy, which is like be careful out there because this is like a rat. This smells like a rat. Atlanta minus two and a half at Tennessee. Tennessee is like, seems like they're actively trading everybody on their team right now. And who's starting? They're both going to play. Will Levis and uh, what's his face? Malik Willis. Malik Willis. That guy stinks. Levis and Willis. (laughs) I I mean, how can Atlanta blow this? I guess we're going to find out. What I would say is, and I meant to touch on this, um, by the time we do this podcast next week, I'm going to have a website for people to look at where we you can see where the public money is going. I'm going to find the best one. Yeah. Because last week we got destroyed. High, like where the public goes, that always is. Those games somehow always get weird. This feels like a game where you're going to have 90% of the money on Atlanta to cover yeah. because of all the stink on Tennessee. Vrabel's still a good coach. I'm just, I'm going to take Atlanta minus two and a half. I think it's a field goal game. Yeah, but that over under is 35 and a half right gross. now. Gross. That game sounds like it stinks. Could you bet that three three quarterbacks on the same team will all throw an, an interception? Because I could see Malik Willis throwing one, Levis throwing one. They bring Tannehill in, and he immediately throws one. I think he's like in a wheelchair. <laughs> yeah. I could see them bringing him in, though. That would be hilarious. Or maybe they give it to Derrick Henry and Derrick Henry throws a pick. You have three different guys. So <laughs> I feel like you know, bet of two guys to throw an interception on the same team is pretty. You probably can't do that on FanDuel, but I bet there's some offshore gambling that'll give you. Yeah. That'll give you a spread on that. Is, T- is Tannehill very injured or? High ankle sprain. He's not playing. Yeah, he's also very bad, but I could I, I could just see yeah. it. It's I don't. I, 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 Willis is so awful. Why don't they go to just Will Levis? It makes me scared to see what he's going to look like under center. And the Atlanta's <laughs> defense is good. And, like, you know, just grind it out. This is a game. If you want to make the playoffs, everybody's, like, like can't get off of Atlanta about, oh, they're going to make the playoffs. They're going to win that division. Well, you can't lose this game. So, and minus two and a half. But then it's like, why is the spread minus two and a half? Just be careful out there, everybody. Yes. Um, next one. 
this one, I kind of want to love the money line. I don't know why. Uh, maybe it's because they scared the shit out of me two weeks ago. But I like Giants plus three. Oh, you're doing it. Home against the traveling New York Jets. It, what's the time zone difference there? I don't know, but I, <laughs> I heard they only left on Thursday. So the uh, Giants have that advantage. Okay, That's mm-hmm. built in. Um, I kind of like the money line, but I would say just take the points. If you're listening here, you're a Giants fan. I don't know. I'm going with it. I'm going to stick with, I don't want the Jets to get good. So this is more of a bet for like the way I want this to go. Uh, And I like Dayball. I I miss him. I miss him more and more every week. So give him the, give him the keys of the car. I want to see him drive. I love it. And yeah, Uh, yeah, I'd love to see that. I'm really hoping uh, for the case. I don't feel good about the game. I think they're going to be in the backfield. Just bet the whole game. But yeah, of course I'm going to bet. Just bet it. Love it. Go ahead. I still can't tell if the Giants are bad or really bad or if they're just like below average. I, I still can't tell because they must beat the Bills. They won that really good game against Washington last week. So they, they kind of stay in games. Yeah. Right. I don't know. I like I like Saquon still. I think he's going to kind of keep revving up. Yeah. No, we, we listen. We hope so. I like that we just got done talking about it. I'm very like I'm I'm high. I, I'm high on them. I'm back in on it. But I'm also not completely delusional about the state of our offensive line and the state of their defensive line. So from a gambling perspective, people listening or still sticking with me here, the difference between plus three and the money line isn't going to be enough. Just take the points. It's not enough of a spread to take them to win. So. Right. You take the money line. You take the, excuse me, you take the points there if you like the Giants. Love it. Uh, the next one, uh, and I'm going to tell you which of these is my favorite after because now I'm having second thoughts. But this, uh, I love, 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 love. All right, this is my pick of the week. I yeah, love it. I just, sure. had to, I just had to say it again. <laughs> yeah. Minnesota, Green Bay, over 41 and a half. That doesn't make any sense. Feels low. It doesn't make any sense. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh, you just got Sean's mm-mm of the is week. That, is that you don't like it? You like the under? Yeah, Jordan loves so bad. Okay, he's I, in my fantasy team. He's pitiful. I, you do <laughs> not want any part of that bet. All right, well, hear me, hear me out here. Uh, Green Bay is at home, so I like them. I like their offense to do better. Um, oh God, help me out quick. Defensive coordinator of the Vikings. He was the Brian Flores. Brian Flores Flores is blitzing six at like the highest rate in, I think it's like the last 10 years. It might be since they've started recording blitz rate. He is sending the house and the way that he's playing defense is he's sending them so much. And he also has the highest rate of only sending three guys in the league. So what he's doing is he's blitzing you to death. And then he's sending nobody, but he's disguising it to look like blitzes. I get it. I totally understand that. I think the Vikings offense has found something. Hawkinson is awesome. Very good. Um, uh, The rookie, Addison. Addison. Jordan Addison, yeah. Awesome. Osborne is really good. Cam Akers has some juice in his legs. And I think Kirk Cousins, how many more weeks is he going to throw for 400 yards before we like, this guy's really good? Yeah. I'm not saying that it's Green Bay's offense, too. We're talking about 42 points we need to get to here. Jordan Love stinks. Sack fumble. Pick six. Crazy shit is going to happen. 
I think Minnesota, they clearly decided that they're not going to go into the tank. They're not trading cousins. They're not trying to move off of guys. They're, I, I don't think they're going to trade Daniil Hunter. And he's been like the number one guy, the edge rusher that they're going to be trading. They're not doing it. I like um, the coach of the Vikings and his name's escaping me now. Kevin O'Connell. I like him. I think Hawkinson is the second best tight end in the league. I, I'm just saying, I like 40, 42 points. We're not talking. These lines are so down from what they were set at last year. Last year, we were looking at 46 to 48 points on all these games. Yeah, well, I mean, it's offense, a whole touchdown. Offense is down as a whole. So I think that it obviously goes to uh, goes to that statistic. But uh, no, I obviously you know, I want to root for points. 41 and a half is super low. It's one it's 1 p.m. Kirk Cousins. That guy's he's safe. That's his safety blanket, Sean. One p.m. Okay, so you you're it's gonna be, it's gonna have to be like thirty four to ten. Yeah, is what you're that's for. Yeah. where I think it's gonna go. I don't know if I can picture Jordan Love getting a touchdown or driving that team down for a touchdown. I picture I'm, Aaron Jones scoring one. Man. All right, all right. I I still don't like it, but it's okay. I can picture it now, but. <laughs> listen they played the vikings and they looked electric and it also look i was afraid of that game coming out that it's like both of these teams are beat up but it really looked like the the vikings beat up the niners yeah like the vikings looked like they were like every tackle they were getting up fine hawkinson's a little banged up but i have him on every fantasy team and he's trending in the right direction they are fast those guys are fast justin jefferson they're not going to shut him down now they're coming back I like them to win that division. Mm. That was what I was alluding to earlier on. I think the Vikings, I am doing the same thing that a lot of dumb people do, which I saw them do something <laughs> good. So now they're going to keep doing something good. And I saw the Lions do something bad. And I saw the Lions mm. bad Lions. So <laughs> they're outdoor cats. So. I like I like them to I like that over. I like the Vikings to win the division. You're going to get really good odds on that. I think that's 10 to 1 or or Eight to one or ten to one. Last time I looked, I'm sure at least. So that is a good list of bets so All far. Right. So we got Josh Allen over twenty two and a half rushing, Jacksonville Pittsburgh over forty and a half, mm. Houston minus three and a half over Carolina. We got Sean's favorite bet of the week right here: the over forty five and a half Rams versus Dallas. Also, if you want to take them together, the Rams plus six and a half, Atlanta minus two and a half at Tennessee, Giants plus three, and Minnesota Green Bay over forty one and a half. So. Going right up against Sean with that one. I love those bets. I uh, I do agree. I think you would mention, you know, right now you're the only one with really something at stake. If you, uh, you know, if you go over, you got to drink Malort. We um, we are going to define in the post. I'm, I'm deciding this. We're yeah. going to pick three of these because I still like going over three and whatever I pick out of here is the Malort because there's no way I'm going to go over mm. seven, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, the So we'll pick the three bets. We'll line up the three. Actually, why don't we do it right now? Let's do it right now. All right. We'll do that over Minnesota Green Bay. That one's the best. Okay. We're going to do Houston minus three and a half over Carolina. I won't do the Josh Allen because that's just too easy. (laughs) You should be, everybody should be betting that, right? Call your bookies. Uh, And I'll take, um, I'll take Jacksonville Pittsburgh over 40 and a half. Love it. Those are the three. You go for three. You're drinking Malort three and oh. You're guess drinking Malort. Guess I'm doing it. Yeah, that's the other new wrinkle. <laughs> Love it. Um and now for I got people. a stinky dog. Everybody, plug your nose. Yeah. I got a stinky dog for you. Actually, it's just this first line here. That's what I've got. Get ready. Everybody ready? Sean, hold on. You you okay? 
All right. Cleveland over Seattle, money line. Chicago Bears over the Chargers, money line. Two of those. I like that. Those, those are gross. That's gross. I like Cleveland, the- Cleveland over Seattle. Okay. They're, they're then, three and a half point dogs. Then Chicago over Miami. Yeah. Or Chicago over Los Angeles. Or over the Chargers. Or, over the Chargers. Half point dogs. Okay. All right. I hate the Chargers, so. Yeah, that's Bajant. Bajant. Yeah. Deontay Foreman, they're going to be good. They're they're not trying to tank either. I don't think the, that gets you. Those two together gets you at plus ten eighty eight at the moment. So Stinky Dog will I will get you at ten to one or better on every one of these. Again, if you're put, don't put life changing money on it, and you're going to get to watch the that's the eight o'clock. So you're going to get an afternoon game and you're going to get a night game. If this goes well, you're watching football all day. You're possibly doing 10 to 1 on your money, 11 to 1. Love it. We got a lot of good bets here. Uh, we very much appreciate it. It's time to win some money. It's time to uh, it's time to turn this around and maybe get one of us uh, a shot of Malort, which I don't think any of us are looking forward to. I I kind I I the, there's a part of me that wants to try it. Sean, do you want to try it with me? If I lose all these, will you do, do a shot of Malort? Can we 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 have access to it outside of Illinois? I've got a Malort guy. I did find some. I we, <laughs> The reason we thought about this is I did recently see some at Nighthawks in Troy. I saw they had a bottle there. I did have some. Mm. I, I asked the lady to make a cocktail uh, with it, and uh, she did a pretty decent job. <laughs> uh, she hid like a quarter ounce of it somewhere. So I was like, you know what? We got to we gotta put a shot on the line of this. So Sean wonderful. didn't answer. Sean, yeah. hold on. All sure. right. I'll do it for uh, Rams Cowboys over. Wow, he puts it on one on bet. One. All right. I yeah. like that. <laughs> Sean, you yeah. got it, buddy. So wonderful. Well, listen, we appreciate you guys getting through this one with us. Mike and Sean, thank you so much. Mike, we appreciate you getting through the whole episode. And Sean, you guys are below deck fans, which I believe all of you should. That is sneaky, one of the best shows on TV. Uh, it basically is 52 weeks a year, sometimes two episodes a week. It is Bravo's bread and butter. Sean, if you have to give a give a quick plug for your pod, we appreciate you. We appreciate Sell the people, sell the good folks at home on uh, on below deck. All right, so the pod's called Overboard. It's me and my uh, my co-host and one of my best friends, John Farley. We release it every Monday night usually. Uh, and look, below deck med is good this season. It's very interesting. The chief stew to me and the third stew Natalia hate each other. There's this guy Kyle, the second stew, who just likes to stir shit up and. Things are going to go crazy. Yes. I'm so I've been watching along with you. Love the pod. Love the show. Uh, and speaking as two guys over here who thought we were your best friends, uh, we are going to <laughs> you off. We very much appreciate it. I said one of. He's one of. Both of our teams. And yeah. then he said he has the best friend. And he took his ball and go home. So nice. Well, thank you guys very much. As always, like I said, these episodes are now going up on YouTube as well. Follow us wherever you uh, get your podcasts. We appreciate you listening. And uh, we will see you next week. Mm-hmm.